we're having a little, uh, I don't know, impromptu Sylvan Gold episode uh, this week. Possibly uh, a couple, if some of our many, many listeners decide to chime in. Um, We're having some... uh, Oh, life problems, physical problems, emotional problems, psychological problems. I don't know. Um, I don't know what's going on. Uh, I know that... um, having some lower back issues, which reared their ugly head yesterday, uh, felt fine uh, all night and uh, came home from work and uh, <coughs> decided to uh, relieve myself of a massive um, dragon-like uh, turd. I guess, in the parlance of the times, that's what we'll say. And while sitting on the toilet after I was finished and decided to clean myself, I reached to the left to get some toilet paper, and my back went completely out. (laughs) And it was not fun. It was not funny in the least. Uh, it is now sort of in retrospect it's going to be funnier for you than it is for me because it nearly fucking I nearly fell off the fucking toilet seat um, it was so um, it was one of those things that it just feels like uh, a lightning bolt uh, going through your spine and you're you just immediately freeze up for fear that if you even move that you're going to uh possibly i don't know what collapse like your entire spine will collapse like a like a a stack of dominoes a la uh v for vendetta and uh so anyway enough of that commie talk we don't go for that shit on sylvan gold we're strictly american patriotism love it or leave it my country, right or wrong. Um, so anyway, um, we're going to go down through, um, try and keep this a similar format, I guess, as we do when that other, the, um, what's his name? Uh, the clam, clam guy, clam bake guy, uh, uh, with the mustache. The, when he is on the show, he kind of keeps a uh, a tight leash you know and and, and uh he he keeps everything tight and everything uh, flowing with his structure but we're gonna try and do that um i have nothing else to do because um i am in a massive amount of uh pain as long as i'm sitting the way i'm sitting right now i'm not but if I move uh, possibly a little bit, then it's it could something could go wrong. So if you hear me wince or grunt or even like uh, shout, shriek in agony, um, it's not because I'm playing with myself yet. Okay, so anyway, let's get down to the shite. Um, see what's going on in the city. Oh, the city. All right, babies.
I watched some movies. I, I'll tell you what. Um, I was just thinking about this while I was talking to a very good friend of the show, Mr. Todd C., uh, on our comic book group, uh, Gentleman's Guide to Comics, which is an awesome fucking group. And I will say this, uh, Todd, he fucking uh, carries the ball on that motherfucker, which is awesome. Um, keeps the conversation going and uh, really keeps things lively. He's a uh, He is a comics aficionado. Uh, but anyway, um, we were talking uh, on there about some of the things that uh, we've been reading, that we want to read, that maybe we got for Christmas, or uh, DC's New 52, uh, and things like that. And I was just thinking, my God, there's such a, a plethora of information uh, out there to, you know, that available to everybody. Free stuff, uh, stuff you can get on Amazon, on other websites, uh, stuff things that you can get through other means a massive amount of uh reading material movies music uh it just feels like uh, i almost feel like i'm overwhelmed sometimes when uh, i'm getting ready to pick something to watch or you know um i don't know what like you know uh, maybe it says something about our culture that we have it's almost like the movie um sneakers you know, too much information. And, uh, you know, I spoke, I think, last week about watching one hockey game on TV while listening to another hockey game on Sirius Satellite at the same time. And I found myself, you know, listening to old Howard Stern clips on my iPad while I'm trying to read or read a comic book or, you know, vice versa, watch a movie and, you know, try and read at the same time. And it's it's almost maddening. Um, you know, I've, I kind of need to settle down and concentrate on one thing um so anyway that's just something that we brought up uh we were talking about uh the new 52 in dc and how a lot you know a lot of people were really dissatisfied with that shite um i much because i'm not that much of a dc fan um but the stuff that i have read um which is mostly uh batman catwoman uh i think all-star western with uh jonah hex and a little bit of stuff on a, sh- a smattering, like maybe Batman and Superman together, that book. Um, on the side, I really haven't been that disappointed, but I'm not a DC guy. I, you know, I follow it a little bit, but I'm more of a Marvel guy. Uh, which that stuff here, you know, there's some good stuff out, and uh, there's some stuff that's uh, kind of poopy, but you just have to kind of weed through it and find what you like. I, I've got about, Jesus Christ. 10 subscriptions going uh, uh, and because of the mail over Christmas and New Year's um, you know getting backed up a little bit I went out to the uh, mailbox the other day and I swear I had about uh, 10 or 12 comics coming from Marvel and I still have probably I don't know 7 or 8 before that I haven't read yet and uh, the rest of my um, BPRD Hell on Earth that I I need to uh, finish up a lot of that left, which is awesome. And then um, Loaf uh, turned me on to some Doom Patrol and some other stuff that uh, I have. And I mean, I have so much of it that it's, you know, it's just, I feel like I'm, like I'm, I'm uh, uh, buried, but it buried in a good way because there's always some good stuff to read there. Um, 
So we'll get into some movies and some TV and stuff like that. Uh, this is Silva and Gold, Silva and Gold podcast. Uh, we don't blink, bring class or trash to anything. Um, you know, we offend some people. Had some people leave the group. Have some people uh, actually tell us straight to our faces that they don't like our group, uh, that they don't listen to our group, they left our group, uh, and that they don't care if we support them or like them or but they do think we're good guys so i mean you know i guess you can't take that personally but you know when you reach out to somebody and and kind of say you know hey what's going on and give them a chance and try and you know make amends and understand and they basically kind of spit in your fucking face um i have a problem with that and um some stuff went down maybe this week that uh um uh, happened and um let's just say I asked I did not even ask for anybody to fess up on what they did but uh one person chimed well several people chimed in but the one person that I suspected chimed in uh and um I'm not as forgiving as a lot of people are, and uh, once someone um, kind of, like I said, once, you know, uh, for me to kind of come out to somebody and say, you know, hey man, what's going on, you know, we're friends, blah, 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 and they basically tell me that uh, they think that what Loaf and I do sucks, and that we suck, uh, our, our show sucks, and that we're childish, and um and not only that, but uh, that they don't really care if we uh, support what they do. Uh, you know, I find that person to, I think they aren't somebody that I would trust. They're not somebody that I would believe. And I think that they did something uh, this past week. And uh, when they got called out on it, I think that they uh, turtled up and... Uh, claim that they didn't and um i don't believe them so anyway let's that that's uh, neither here nor there if you like the group that's great some of you you know a lot of you guys uh we have some people that are just fantastic listeners supporters i don't even say fans i've said that a million times before because we're all friends and uh you guys uh that do support our show and that uh call in and you know, we're on the group and everything. In 2015, you know, 2014's in the past now and everything. We've been doing this for about three and a half years. And I just want to say to, you know, Armin and Dave Mack and, I mean, there's so many of you. I, I And, you know, I shouldn't even start naming names because, you know, by doing that, I'm going to forget people. So I won't, you know, name any more names or whatever. Everybody knows who you are, the ones that, that are on the group that really you know participate and not only that on our show that listen that get us um and you know that, that you know take it in jest and you know we're having a good time we like to have a good time loaf and i i've told him a million times um that i don't care if he and i are the only ones that listen and i he doesn't even listen so it'd be me um but just getting to talk to him every week and to uh about movies uh, I know sometimes when I'm down or if I'm sick or I feel like shit uh, and 
there's times where I don't even want to do the show, but when we do, and we we get on and and we get rolling, it's a a great time. I have a great time just uh, shooting the shit um, and laughing. He makes me laugh, and uh, I'm glad that um, you know, like I said, three and a half years ago, uh, for some reason, I don't even know why, we just decided to start doing this show. And I've never regretted it. Like I said, there's times where I might think, oh, my God, I've got to watch these movies. And, you know, just sitting down to watch maybe a two-hour movie or something like that. You don't feel like it. Uh, but 99.9% of the time, uh, once you start, we pick good stuff. Uh, and other people, like I said, with you guys that support the show, that give us your picks, you guys pick great stuff. Uh, there's times where it might be something I don't know that much about, and I'm like, oh, my God, this movie's two hours long or two and a half or something like that. And then I start watching, I'm like, motherfucker, this is good. And you really get into it. And like I said, you know, my point is that I love doing the show, um, and uh, I'm glad that Loaf and I did start doing it. I hope we do it for you know quite a while longer. We'll see how things go. Um, but, uh, I never regret, uh, any of our conversations or when we hang out, even when we get together, we just have a good time just sitting around, you know, doing nothing sometimes, uh, uh, watching wrestling or what going to a movie or hockey or whatever, or just going out to eat, you know, um, it's, it's like uh live Sylvan gold. You guys don't get to hear any of it, but, uh, it's just a good time. But let's get into the shit I'm babbling. I just need to get a few things off my chest, plus thank you guys. And thank Loaf uh, for, you know, he does, he's the tech guy of this show. He does a lot of the shit, uh, you know, puts it all together and gets it out to you guys. And uh, I just want to thank him in 2015. I hope things uh, pick up, and I'm sure they will. You know, uh, we've all gone through some crap in our lives, and you just, uh, it doth the roads with thee, baby. You just got to keep moving forward, daddy, and uh, uh, have faith and keep on keeping on. Be like a rolling stone, baby. So, anyway, what have I been watching? Well, let's get into that, muse. See, it's kind of hard. Uh, I have an appreciation for Metal Mikey, who, uh, uh, was doing action attraction for a few years there and a uh, show that I used to listen to all the time. Great guy. Uh, he's going to be on the show coming up uh, as soon as we can work some things out as far as time and stuff like that goes. want to get Metal Mikey back into the action with Loaf and I. Uh, he's guested on our show before. <coughs> it's always been a big uh, success. And uh, he's a great guy. And uh, also uh, Ken. We're going to get Ken in here. Ken J. I don't know if Ken J has a, a nickname or not. I'll just call him uh, the uh, mask awesome superstar of stuff. But anyway, we're going to get Ken on here, and he's a really good friend, a guy that I just you know think the world of, and we're going to get him on the show, have him pick a couple movies. Uh, he never uh, ceases to keep... Uh, 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 apologizing to me for picking the uh, Robert Culp, Bill Cosby um, detective movie. Uh, But I have said, I'm going to watch that again, Ken, and give it another chance. There's so many times where things, exterior uh, forces, like maybe you don't feel good, maybe you're sick, maybe you're tired, or you wait till the last second to watch a movie or something like that, that affects how how you view it. And not only that, but I've also watched movies, which you guys know, because I've watched some movies and on first impression thought they're not what I thought they would be and I bring that to the table so I kind of 
don't like it but then when i go back and watch it for what it is i like it a lot more so we're gonna get ken on here too and uh also uh davy mack uh one of the great things to ever come out of texas uh we are going to get him on here and uh and review a couple movies too so we have some uh really good friends that are going to come on the show and uh so look out for those episodes coming up in the future baby so enough babble. See, I'm having to do Loaf's part and my part. I don't have him to reel me in, but uh, just think of it like he has been talking to and I have been talking. So when you divide it into, I haven't been talking that much. Anyway, um, I'm going to go down through my Facebook uh, list. I usually post the pictures on my walls, just mostly just so I can remember what I watched. So we're going to start with what I've watched the most recently. I started out uh, this morning on Crackle. The Great Channel Crackle. Uh, <laughs> Crackle is hilarious because uh, it does have commercials, and they do not care where they put them. The, someone could be in mid-sentence, and they'll put a commercial in, which is good for a laugh. Plus, you get to get up and take a pee or whatever. And the, another funny thing is, uh, if they have one commercial, or maybe maybe two that they run, they run the exact same ones throughout the entire movie. Um, but I watched Spy Game with... Um, Robert Redford and Brad Pitt. Uh, I'm a big espionage movie fan. Um, this is one of the Scots. I don't know if hell, I can't even remember if it was Tony or Ridley. I'm pretty sure it was Tony, but I'm not sure because I didn't bring up IMDb uh, since this is kind of an, an a, a uh, uh, an impromptu show and I, and I just did it on a whim. Um, but I love this movie. It's got some. It's got a lot of good spy stuff in it. Brad Pitt. Uh, I don't know what I can say about this guy. Number one, I, I watched him in another movie this week I'll talk about in a few minutes, but the guy has it. When they talk about somebody having it, he has it. He has charisma in spades. Uh, I think he's an excellent actor, uh, and he's a good-looking motherfucker, and you just you, you can't take your eyes off of him. He's kind of like Clooney uh, in that way. Um, but in this movie... It, one of the reasons I liked it is because I liked uh, the team up of Redford and Brad Pitt in A River Runs Through It, which you didn't get to see them on screen together, but you saw. But uh, Redford directed that movie, and that was when Pitt was pretty young. Uh, so they have a, a cool kind of a collaboration. I'd like to see him maybe do something else. It's kind of like, uh, you know, I hate to make comparisons because people are going to say, oh, it's not the same thing. But. Uh, Redford and uh, Paul Newman had this thing uh, with uh, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid and The Sting, and they always talked for years after after those two movies were such huge successes that they wanted to uh, find another project to do, you know, while there was still time. And of course, you know, uh, Paul, the great fucking great Paul Newman, passed away, and uh, so they, you know, kind of missed that opportunity in some ways. Uh, you know, well, they definitely leave a legacy of of two great movies and a great friendship, but also, um, in some ways, I I'm glad that they didn't end up like Pacino and De Niro, or or maybe like Eastwood and you know fucking Burt Reynolds or whoever, where they collaborate and the movie's really not that good, and you know, um, so. I'm glad we have what they did do, but uh, I'm glad that they didn't go down a check cashing road where they, because you know, Redford for sure uh, 
seems really conscientious about the kind of stuff that he puts out, whether it's a documentary uh, or, um, you know, directing or the movies that he makes. He's always been really solid. Um, so after that, uh, a couple nights ago, right now, there's so many movies coming out on uh, iTunes, on DVD. Everything's just, just fucking coming out. Like I said, uh, speaking of... Uh, uh, being buried under a bunch of fucking movies that I didn't see in the theater. Um, it's sort of like that now, but I'm kind of getting into some of the ones that I missed. Uh, one of them was a recommend. Uh, my sister actually read the book and uh, said it was great. And um, so I watched Gone Girl uh, with Ben Affleck and Rosamund Pike um, and Doogie Hauser. Neil Patrick Harris is in this too. This was not at all what I thought it would be. Uh, from watching the trailer, um, I thought I had a, a handle on what it was and, you know, that it was going to be kind of a by the book kind of a thing and just a dark, uh, I don't want to give anything away cause it is a relatively new movie and some of you might not have seen it, but it had some twists that I did not expect and that took it in a completely different direction. I really thought that uh, that Rosamund Pike was very hot in uh, the uh, sequel to Clash of the Titans, um, and you know she played a a hot badass chick, which you know usually that gets guys big time, whether it's Xena Warrior Princess or Laura Croft or or whoever. Um, but in this one, uh, and as a lot of you guys know from what I have told on the show stories i've told and everything i for some reason i have this thing for fucking women who are kind of fucked up <laughs> i don't know what it is but uh she's fucking hot in this movie and uh some of my friends are like oh my god i'm like no dude i mean i'm serious um i'm not the world's biggest ben affleck fan um i think he's good He's not great. Uh, he is not horrible, uh, but he's, you know, just middle of the road for me. But he was good in this, and uh, you know, he he has a definite physicality. He's a, a a good, you know, kind of a big guy. He's got, you know, he's always in shape. He has the um, old school, like if he was an old school movie kind of a guy, maybe like a Sterling Hayden kind of a guy where he's kind of got the square jaw uh, all-american look with the cleft chin and everything but but um you know I just I'd, I I it's not a knock on him I mean I hold some actors in really high regard I don't think that Affleck hang on one second I'm going to sneeze and loaf can't cover for me which <laughs> and I had to sit up because if I would have sneezed in the position I was in I could feel my fucking back just, you know, sliding. Um, but I don't think he has it. I think he, you know, when he played George Reeves in that Superman movie, uh, Hollywood Land, which I, I really like that one, more for Adrian Brody and the noir kind of detective thing that he did. Uh, I really like Adrian Brody. If, if Adrian Brody, um, if his charisma... Uh, if you like took all the charisma out of him and his acting ability and stuck it in like say Ben Affleck's body 
you know, maybe he could be like, he'd be like some sex symbol superstar. And there's a lot of people that think Brody's a sex symbol anyway. Like, you know, I, I don't know if, I think, I can't remember if Christine said that she was over him or not. But anyway, she really, you know, liked him. And, and I, I, you know, that, uh, uh, alien, uh, movie that he was in, I fucking love. I really like that movie. And I, he said he's going to do another one, but we're off on another tangent there. Um, but Gone Girl, I recommend it. Uh, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> anyway, uh, the next thing I watched was The Equalizer with Denzel Washington. And um, I really didn't plan on seeing this. I didn't go see it in the theater. I really did not like that much The Book of Eli. Uh, I like Man on Fire, and this one kind of has a lot of similarities to that. And let me say, I like the TV show The Equalizer. I used to watch that uh uh, quite a bit when it was on TV. Um, this one is it's entertaining. I don't think it's uh, the greatest fucking movie in the world, but as far as uh, a shoot 'em up, uh, one man badass uh, kind of shit, it's almost like uh, Denzel playing fucking like Steven Seagal or something in this, and he's good at that. Uh, you also have a little kick-ass chick in here, uh, and I'm drawing a blank on her fucking name. Um, but anyway, uh, she's 17, so we'll just leave it at that. Uh, I guess in New York that's legal, but uh, uh, she's kind of like um, the girl from uh, True Grit. Um, she's just coming of age. And she still looks like a, a child in the face, but she's like all legs now. And um, but anyway, um, it's it's a pretty good movie. It has some good baddies in it. Uh, if Loaf hasn't seen this one, he needs to check it out because it, there is a guy in this one that is a uh, heel henchman, a Russian mobster, and he's uh, got a shaved head and a big El Goro like beard, black beard, but he has a mustache. And instead of curling it on the ends, like where, where you take the mustache wax and curl it up so it's like in a curl on the ends, he's got the mustache wax and has got it straight out, probably uh, maybe an inch and a half to two inches on either side, just straight out. It's really awesome. He was a, uh, he was a really cool-looking henchman. Um, so I, I recommend The Equalizer just uh, for, you know, if you like want a, a kick-ass action movie. Uh, next thing I watched was a uh, replay. I bought this, so I, I watched it again because I really liked it. And this movie, uh, in some other forums that I've been on on Facebook, uh, some people have given it some shit. Uh, it's uh, Brad Pitt in Fury. Uh, I've heard some people say that it was boring, that they didn't like it. And some of them even, there were several of them even joking about the uh, Star Wars uh, tank battles because of the tracer bullets in the machine guns and that come out of the and, and the uh, the rounds that are coming out of the tanks Say, uh, laughing and thinking you know how stupid it was that it looked like they they were CGIing like and making it like Star Wars um, I don't I love this movie I thought it was great I thought the uh, tension was awesome I watched it with a uh, well, let's see probably like four of my friends. And one of my friends is a young guy. He, you know, I think he's maybe like 22. And the scene, and some of you might not have seen this, so I'll, I'll be kind of cryptic. There's a scene that takes place um, in some uh, in in some Ger- uh, uh, a couple of German ladies. 
uh, apartment or house or whatever. And this this scene, uh, the tension, the, it builds um, from when Brad Pitt and uh, the young, uh, I guess, protagonist of the movie uh, are in the room. Uh, it starts out one way, and then this tension just builds and builds and builds. And my younger friend is like, you know, he just looks at all of us and he's like, oh, my God, this scene is just going on for so long. And, you know, I'm not saying anything about his age because there's a lot of people even in our group and, in you know, our community that are, uh, you know, that age and, uh, you know, appreciate a scene building, appreciate tension uh, where you don't have to have everything, uh, you know, everything isn't a the downhill of a roller coaster. Uh, you know, the, the, it's the uphill build, uh, the uh, the foreplay that really can make a scene and you know make it last. Uh, but you know, this one individual, you know, you know his maybe his attention span or his uh, um, I don't know uh, patience. Uh, maybe was a little bit short and then when you get the payoff to the scene you know i think that maybe he kind of came around but uh love this movie and i recommend it uh even i think even if you're not uh, you know there's some several of us uh several of the people in our group and stuff that are uh uh world war Two or you know war movie buffs or even you know that that are into um uh, military history and stuff like that you don't even have to be into that there's a lot of, of uh, really good acting in this uh brad pitt shia labeouf is is very good in it uh there's some other guys in it and like i said i, I, I really should have brought up my imdb but uh, my computer's been running kind of crappy and uh i think if i would have brought that up i'd have been switching back and forth too much but there's some good stuff in this pitt is cool as shit cool hair his uniform's cool as shit. He's got really fucking cool boots in this. Uh, awesome, cool machine gun. I like Brad Pitt, in case you don't know. Uh, anyway, um, just I'm going down through these pictures, so we might not just be in in, in movies here. Uh, so I'm going to talk about some other stuff. My sister, um, my older sister, Tammy, um, got me some really good gifts for uh, Christmas uh, and my birthday. Um she knows that I'm into comics and graphic novels and stuff like that, and that I like to read. Uh, she got me a um, a book, uh, Elliot Ness, The Rise and Fall of an American Hero. And I like to tie some of this stuff, since we're a movie podcast, into movies. So if you've seen The Untouchables, uh, you know, with Kevin Costner and uh, Sean Connery, and, uh, you know, follow, you know, old TV shows uh, with like Robert Stack, The Untouchables. And there's been a lot of uh, uh, movies that deal with Al Capone and uh his uh demise his rise and fall and so i'm gonna really i'm gonna get into this book i'm, I'm really interested in that um i got a uh, an al capone biography quite a few years ago i just saw it down in the basement covered in dust man that book's fucking good i'll uh, i'll post a picture of that sometime uh, so you guys can see which one it is it covers his entire life uh and his uh rise and fall and it's really fucking awesome she also got me uh uh, mouse or moss or mouse, um, which is a, uh, uh, a legendary graphic novel, uh, a survivor's tale by Art Spiegelman. Um, this is a graphic novel uh, about uh, the Nazi Holocaust, and uh, one of the things this really got over in mainstream too, you know, because of the concept that he used. Um, 
which is uh, you know cats were the uh, the Nazis uh, and uh, the mice were you know the Jews in the concentration camps and so on and so forth. And uh, I have I'm so glad that I got this was a, a really special gift. I really uh, when somebody gets you something that you're really you know into uh it just it's something really good i'm gonna i'm gonna dig into that one too uh she also got me the mod squad box set with uh link hayes and uh peggy lipton and michael cole and uh, used to watch we used to watch that show uh, back in the early 70s there's a lot of uh nostalgia for that and uh, a lot of other shows from the early 70s uh from when we were little kids um so I, I have that, you know, I need to dig into. Uh, like, again, being buried under a, uh, a, a awesome haystack, a haystack of awesomeness. Uh, got into both of the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes movies. Uh, and uh, I got to tell you, I love Sherlock Holmes. Uh, uh, love, you know, reading the books. Um, graphic novels. Uh, there's a uh, Moriarty graphic novel. Where later in his uh, career and in his life, Doctor Moriarty actually becomes kind of a hero, which is cool. Uh, uh, not straight up a hero, but you know, he's uh, he's not uh, as evil. Uh, he he kind of takes he he starts using his intelligence for other things. Uh, still not a great guy, but that's a good one to to, to look for. But uh, the Downey Sherlock Holmes movies are excellent. Um, I loved the Sherlock Holmes uh, TV show. Um, I mean, the, the, these things are just so good. Sherlock Holmes, the character, Jude Law as um, Doctor Watson, and the two the two uh, villains in this, uh, Mark Strong, who was almost like a uh, Alistair Crowley kind of a, a character in the first one. I for, see. I only watched that one one time, and when I watched this, I had kind of forgotten a lot about it, other than you know Jude Law and uh, Robert Downey Jr. having such great chemistry. I hope they make continue to make make some more of these, um, because not only is it just fucking good entertainment, but it brings Sherlock Holmes in a cool and exciting way to younger fans. Um, but Mark Strong was so fucking good in this. I really like him. Uh, I know a lot of people say, you know, he, he, he's the main, he's like a main go-to guy for bad guys or sometimes cool, uh, um, good guys, but he is so awesome in this. And I actually want to watch it again, just talking about it. And then, uh, bringing in the second one, uh, I, I, first of all, uh, I like, uh, Numi Rapace from Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I think, uh, Metal Mikey is probably her number one fan. I might be number two. <laughs> but anyway, um, bring, her being in it was, was good, but, uh, the villain in this one, and I'm not going to say who it is for people that, uh, that haven't watched it, uh, the actor was fucking awesome. The way he portrayed the character was awesome, and that villain is the shit. And so anyway, we'll move on from that. But uh, both of those are definitely uh, rewatchable, and I may rewatch them again now that my back's all fucked up. Uh, but you know, I have a I have a tendency to do that, and I know some people, you know, probably like Will and 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 uh, uh, Sammy and a lot of other people are constantly uh, watching new stuff. You know, I mean, it's like why go back and watch old stuff when 
when there's so much new stuff and, and, and you want to absorb as much as you can. But there's just good stuff that I like to go back and revisit. Uh, and especially we've talked about before where uh, some of it, uh, it's like an old friend. Uh, it's been on the shelf for a while. High Plains Drifter. I haven't seen that in a long time. We were talking about that on the group. And uh, I, I've seen it so many times, but I haven't watched it in a long time. So I want to kind of go back and watch that with Clint Eastwood. Um, but also, they're the kind of movies that uh, if you're doing something or your dog's in the way or wants you to pet them or you're on iTunes while you're doing it, you can kind of watch it, but you know you don't have to exert all your attention you know right at the screen and thought with the thought of missing something another rewatch um was uh the last gladiators uh this is a the documentary about uh, a hockey player chris nyland uh this is really good i love hockey and that's why i watched it again i bought it uh i'm in a really uh big hockey mode here because of you know it's close to the middle of the season and i'm trying to watch and and listen to as many games as i can Sirius is great for that uh unfortunately uh usually i'm only listening on the way to work which gives me about uh 20 25 minutes to to hear a game but there's times where i'll be watching one on tv and i've i've told coop and i've told uh, several other people on our uh sports group gentleman's guide to sports um, which man, we get, we have a lot of good hockey stuff on there, uh, and other sports too. I'm trying to get some more football since uh, football's starting to ramp up for the uh, playoffs and everything. And when baseball comes around, Loaf's a huge baseball fan. Uh, some MMA stuff. I even had some tennis stuff on there, uh, you know, because Martina Hingis is still active, and she's my favorite uh, lady tennis player, female tennis player, or you know, uh, maybe my favorite tennis player. I don't know. Bjorn Borg is right up there, um, but. Uh, this is really good, and it's you don't even have to be a hockey fan uh, to be interested in this movie because there's a lot of psychological stuff in this uh, with how these guys are kind of used and how their mentality is and how they maybe it changes them so that it, almost like a, a guy coming back from war where. Uh, when they're thrust, when they're out of the game and thrust back into society, you know, all they know is violence and uh, being rewarded for violence and violent behavior and how to handle things with their fists instead of, you know, like a normal, I'd say normal, but like a normal person would. There's almost like a sociopathy there or something. Uh, next thing I watched was another rewatch, but, uh, and this one, they're all good. Uh, I've watched a lot of good stuff this week. Uh, but, you know, another rewatch is uh, Hero Dreams of Sushi. Um, they had uh, some 99 cent rentals on iTunes, and, and a lot of times those are uh, showing up on Netflix for free. But I can't really watch Netflix in some situations because uh, I don't have uh, Wi Fi. Uh, or internet access, so uh, it's good to be able to download it and watch it. So I watched this again. Uh, just a beautiful movie. This is uh, like food porn. <laughs> the way it's shot, the way, uh, him making the sushi, and I love sushi. My sister got me into that, my sister Tammy. Um, and, and to my other sister, my sister Lisa, who, who may listen to, the, to this show too, she got me some good stuff too. Got me some really cool t-shirts, uh, one uh, which is really awesome. Uh, 
It's a dark gray t-shirt with uh, Muhammad Ali on the front. And the outline and the, and the picture of Muhammad Ali is all in black. But his boxing gloves are just bright red and huge, which is awesome. I got me a Mr. Miyagi t-shirt. Uh, there's some good, She got me some, some fun stuff, too. It's, it was cool. And, we, and she took me out to dinner, which was nice. We got to talk about my dad and his... Uh, his annual blow up at Christmas, which is was uh, because of the mood I was in, uh, it was more funny than anything else. Uh, there, it could have been an even bigger blow up because uh, if I would have been in a bad mood or really tired, I probably would have just left and walked out. Uh, my dad has a uh, a way of um, having at least one big huge uh outburst at every christmas party uh thanksgiving um birthday or vacation a lot of times you know if there's just a bunch of us getting together like a a family reunion even something like that uh and there it's you know but it i don't know it's an annual thing uh the one of the most humorous things this time was um there were some people that uh doubted some of the stuff that we had said, some new people to the family and uh, some older people in the family that hadn't experienced it, and they all got to experience it this year. <laughs> Yay! Uh, I watched Aces High with uh, this one. Uh, it's on Netflix. Uh, the cast alone sold it for me. Uh, Malcolm McDowell, who is a... Uh, a uh, favorite of uh, my friend Triple D. Uh, and that doesn't have anything to do with uh, what you would think. She was double D until she got married, and now she's triple D. My friend Diane, who's my oldest friend, uh, who is actually, I think, a member of our group. Um, uh, let's see, and she's a fr- she is also on the feedback group, which is an awesome group. Uh, it started out as kind of a joke. Uh, thanks for the feedback, uh, but it's an awesome group, and uh, I, uh, anybody that wants to join that group, I mean, we we don't really talk about movies, and we don't really talk about pop culture or TV or anything. It's just uh, whether it's food or cars or uh, how somebody treated you on a certain day, and how you you know maybe give a situation and ask people what they think about it. So there's some good stuff on there too. But this uh, Ace is High. It stars uh, Malcolm McDowell, Christopher Plummer, who I love. Uh, Simon Ward, uh, Peter Firth, uh, John Gilgood, Trevor Howard, uh, Ray Milan. There's just a ton of fucking people in this. And if you like movies like The Battle of Britain, uh, Blue Max, uh, even uh, John Philip Law in The Red Baron, uh, or Baron von Richthofen, whichever title you want on that, there's some good stuff in this. Uh, uh, I like the time period and the naval aviation battles, even Wings. Uh, I think that Loaf saw with that, um, oh my God, William Wellman did. And uh, the um, Howard Hughes movie, was that Hell's Angels, I think. Uh, Those kind of movies, it's just amazing. And some of the aerial uh, uh, battles and the planes and all the costumes they get together. And I I think somebody said that they they got some footage from this, uh, the the aerial stuff from uh, Blue Max. And yeah, yeah. Probably, definitely. I did not know that while I was watching it, but uh, it still looks great, and uh, the acting, just great, great fucking actors in this. It's on Netflix Instant, so check that one out. Uh, Another picture that I'm looking at here that reminds me of something is the uh, birthday of Stan Lee uh, came and went, and uh, being a Marvel fan, 
I'm down with Stan the Man. I know that uh, I, I'm a huge Jack Kirby fan, and they, they recently uh, resolved that whole situation. I'm glad they did, but, uh, you know, uh, I'm not going to get in between those two and who's right and who's wrong or whatever because I have limited knowledge on the subject other than, you know, one saying, you know, I came up with this stuff and you just drew it, and the other one saying, oh, no, I think, you know, I had a lot more to do with it than that. And uh, But I'm glad they, you know, the, the family of Kirby and uh, Marvel kind of got together and I guess kind of got it straightened out. But Stan the Man uh, brought a lot of entertainment to me and to my life for Jesus Christ, years, and still going, still going on. His influence, you know, because I still read Marvel on a regular basis. I watched The Conformist, uh, directed by Bernardo Bartolucci. Uh, and on the poster it says, this is a visual masterpiece, and let me tell you something, motherfuckers. If you have not seen this movie, and this goes to Loaf, uh, Il Conformista, uh, you need to fucking watch this. You can't take your eyes off this goddamn movie. Um, the acting is awesome. The story is fucking awesome, but um, the cinematography and the direction is fan fucking tastic. And this is uh, Jean Louis uh, uh who we uh, saw on the outside or we watched on the outside man and reviewed uh, last uh, week, I guess. Uh, this fucking he is. This is I don't I haven't seen a ton of his movies. If this one isn't the best, then I want to see the fucking best because this is an awesome fucking movie. Loaf, get on this one. It is, if you haven't seen this, not only is it on your list of shame, it should be at the fucking top because it's fucking awesome. Also, another great fucking movie, Blu-ray uh, Criterion Edition of The Black Narcissus. Uh, this is one of the most visually stunning fucking movies uh it's just awesome. Um, Deborah Carr, uh, Jesus Christ! It's it's first of all, and I add this because this is silver and gold, and you know I've been being a little bit too serious, but um, lots of nuns in this, and you know what I mean about that. Um, anyway, this is a fucking awesome movie. Another one that is, I think, on Loaf's uh, uh, list of shame, dude. This one's a good one. It's fucking. Uh, it's worth a buy for sure. Uh, old school movie, but just beautiful. Uh, watch Barfly. Uh, I know that there's a lot of Bukowski, uh, Charles Bukowski fans out there in our in our universe. Uh, one of them being uh, Tanny, who has also guested on our show. Um, this movie. I know Bukowski said that uh, he didn't think Mickey Rourke got him right. And if you watch some of the Bukowski documentaries, you can see kind of what he's talking about. But I think Mickey Rourke was just kind of trying to do it in the spirit of things. I guess, you know, not trying to do an exact, um, like an imitation of Charles Bukowski. Uh, but this is a fucking good movie. If you've ever hung out in bars, <laughs> um, you'll know what I mean. Uh, especially if you've hung out in bars during the day, in the afternoon, you know. Uh, a lot of you know I'm not a I'm not a drinker uh, and never have been. But uh, I I have spent many a many a day and night and morning in uh, bars because my friends and uh, also their some of their fathers own bars and uh, I, I used to hang out and uh, work the door and do shit like that 
work the behind the bar and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, people that hang out at bars during the middle of the day, it's a different thing. Uh, the bar is perfect. It's just so dark, and you know, when somebody opens the door and the fucking you, you think it's midnight in there, but when somebody opens the door and the light shines in, everybody's like fucking moloids. It's just awesome, you know, old fucking bar flies and shit. This movie's fucking awesome. And also, uh, I've mentioned this before, but check out um, the one with Matt Dillon too. Uh, Jesus Christ, drawing a blank on that one. But Matt Dillon had his uh, his uh, Bukowski movie. Uh, anyway, I'm not going to fucking sit here and try and rack my brain on that one. It'll come to me eventually. Uh, factotum. Now, for our one of our biggest fans on the show, uh, Sly Stallone, I got around to watching The Expendables 3. Okay, now, listen me. Okay, now I remember the first time when I went to see Expendables. I saw it in the theater. And uh, this is when uh, Gentleman's Guide was still... Uh, doing uh, feedback, and I, as soon as I got out to the parking lot, I left some feedback to the gentleman about this, and you know how I was ramped up, and it pushed all the the macho buttons, you know, with uh, Stallone's fucking truck, and just how it growled, you know, and the uh, and just some good shit. How Dolph was so fucking awesome in it, and uh, I think I remember him being the highlight of that fucking movie because he was a he was a heroin addict, he was a junkie, and he was fucked up, and it was just awesome. Well, um, then they kind of uh, screwed the pooch a little bit in the second one. Uh, it was half and half good. You know, it was half good and half bad. Uh, they watered down Dolph's character, and he wasn't like a kind of a psychopath and a drug addict and shit. Um, and um, but it still had some good stuff. Stallone had some good lines in it, and of course. Uh, the legendary Jean-Claude, the legend. Well, let me say the legendary team of Jean-Claude Van Damme and Scott Adkins were in this as the as the villains, <laughs> villains in this. Uh, and uh, so half of it was saved, and the other half was kind of poop. Uh, now this one, which is the one I'm speaking about, me. Um, it had about a quarter of stuff that was good. So slowly going downhill. The first one had a few things that weren't great, but for the most part it was real it was it was exciting and fun and and badass. The second one was about half good. This one's about a, a quarter good. Um the new people, uh, the youngsters, the, you know, the, they always, you know, because there's a bunch of old geezers in this. Uh, they have to bring in a young crowd so they can get the the young guys calling the other people old man, and the old guys calling the young guys, you know, uh, you know, I don't know what the fuck they called them. Uh, but anyway, they had no charisma whatsoever, with the exception of Ronda Rousey. I do, I do not know. I and I and I don't care who any of them are. They were, and and. and to be honest with you, if I went and looked them up and saw them in maybe some other stuff, they might be better actors. They might be in other things uh, known and better actors than some like Randy Couture and shit like that, <laughs> or some of the other guys in in the regular Expendables. But they had no charisma. Uh, it's almost like WWE compared to like WWF. The Expendables are all of them have a different personality. All of them have a different look. 
Dolph's the great big Frankenstein-looking guy. Terry Crews, you know, big muscular black guy who's fucking funny but crazy. You got Jet Li. You got fucking Stallone, Statham. You know, they all have their look and everything. Well, all the new guys are like the new WWE guys. They all look exactly the same. They all have short hair. They all look the same. They're all built the same. None of them have any charisma or personality. Ronda Rousey comes as close to having something... But she's even lacking. Uh, they made her look really sexy at the beginning in the red dress. But she is not a very good actress. And uh, she. there are times when she goes into her badass mode. She's a two-face. Because there's times where when she goes into her war face, she is a bulldog face. <laughs> so anyway, Wesley Snipes at the beginning... One thing I wished in this whole movie was when Wesley Snipes, and I don't give anything away, but when Wesley Snipes uh, shows up at the first part and he's got the kind of bushy beard and bushy fro, fuck, I wish he would have kept that look through the whole movie. He looked like a a South African exile in a an apartheid prison or something, except he was badass. And then he, you know, when he gets out, he cleans up and everything. He's supposed to be like this ladies' man. And, like, he wears a scully, and he almost looks like Wesley Snipes when he played a um, transvestite in that movie with Patrick Swayze. He doesn't, his character's still cool, but he just doesn't look good. Antonio Banderas, I've said in the in the forums, I, I almost wish that he would have resurrected his, um, his El Mariachi uh, role in this, but he went a different way, which, which was... Uh, kind of a sort of a comic relief kind of a character but he was really good in this Stallone was good I could have done without like Ronda Rousey having having to come up to him at the end and telling him that if he was 40 years younger she would think he was hot or something it's like okay we had to give a little stroke to his fucking ego uh Arnold I liked it better when Arnold and Stallone were hating each other in these movies. Bruce Willis didn't want to do it, so they gave a little jab there to him. You had Harrison Ford in it, but I they make everybody too likable to each other. Uh, the one reason I liked the first one was Dolph was an asshole and a crazy psycho. Um who was willing to kill all of them, you know, he was a dick. Uh uh and Bruce Willis was a hard ass, and he fucking was like a stone-cold fucking uh, CIA guy, and he would have killed all of them. He didn't give a fuck. And and Schwarzenegger, he had a past with Stallone, but they didn't like each other. Now Stallone, or Schwarzenegger likes Stallone, and they're kind of buddies. They jab each other, but it's kind of buddies. Uh, Harrison Ford's kind of gruff at first, just a little bit, but then he kind of, they're like, yeah. Dolph's fucking like uh, Randy Couture. This is the best. He he didn't have a lot to do in this, but he was better in this one than he was in any of the other ones. Which is you know he wasn't that good in any of those. Kelsey Grammer's in it. He they should have got Joe Don Baker to fucking play his part, like uh, uh, either Darius Jedburr or uh, when the the CIA guy he played in uh, in uh, James Bond. That was the kind of part he was playing in this, but Kelsey Grammer, you know, he doesn't have the, the, the chops 
or the uh, Gravitas to, to play. Joe Don Baker would have been great. Now, okay, here's the surprising thing about this whole fucking thing. And I don't know why I should say it's surprising, uh, because I think Mel Gibson, I enjoy his movies. I've said this a million times. Uh, he's a really good director. He has a little bit too much of a psycho uh, torture fetish which they make fun of in South Park, but that's his thats his thing, that's his hang-up, whatever. I'm sure he likes to get his nipples twisted and his balls fucking squeezed in a vice or whatever uh, by Russian uh, you know, prostitutes or whatever. But he's good in this. I wish he would have been in it more, and I wish he would have killed a lot more of the Expendables. I wish he would have killed all of the new Expendables, and, 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 and like in a vicious way, like uh, a Nazi SS way, hanging them on a meat hook or disemboweling them or something like that. I wish he would have raped Ronda Rousey and left her a fucking sniveling mess to eventually have her come back. Uh, maybe in this one as like a, a psycho avenging angel or something. But he was good. And one of the reasons he was good is he never got nice. Stallone needs to figure that out. Quit making everybody... I, I know you guys are all having fun on the set, and you're laughing and having a good time, and it's a good time movie. They switched it from R to PG or PG-13 or whatever. But goddamn, man, make this fucking shit hardcore and badass. That's that's about all I have to say about that. I didn't really look at Stallone's veins or anything too much this time, but... Uh... He was there, and Statham was just... Statham had a little thing going with Wesley Snipes, but it was kind of a good nature thing. I kind of wish they would have had more of a, you know, like had them, like kind of really hate each other or something. I like hate. We have hate on our own show. You know, I talked about it earlier. Um, I watched a movie that Loaf watched. This is going to be a long, this is just me and it's going to be a long podcast. But I watched a lot of shit and Loaf's not here, so we're going to just do what we want to do. I don't give a fuck. Um, I watched a movie that Loaf watched uh, that I bought at a flea market. Uh, called Hachi, A Dog's Tale. Knew nothing about this movie other than I really... I, lo- I love dogs. Everybody that's a member of our group and uh, on knows me from Facebook knows that. Uh, and I, Richard Gere is a great actor. I really love Richard Gere uh, as far back as he goes. You know, looking for Miss, Miss, uh, Mr. Goodbar uh, all the way through Officer and Gentleman. Just he makes good stuff. He's, he's a good actor. Um, I didn't know anything about this story, and then when I started watching it, it's a it's a true true fucking story. They they tra- it was actually a, a, a Japanese movie, uh, and it's been you know they transplant it to America uh, for an American audience, but it's you know it still works. It's a universal story. If anybody uh, has not seen this movie, uh, if you're a, if you're an animal lover, watch this movie. And then after you watch it, uh, get on Wikipedia and look up the real story. It's great. Uh, it had me pretty fucking, yeah, choked up. I even recommended it to my sister, who is a dog lover too. And uh, uh, some of the other doggy people on uh, Facebook. Uh, check this out. Hachi, A Dog's Tale. Another rewatch was, uh, I have a friend at work, um, I like to show him stuff. He's got good taste in movies, uh, but he hasn't seen a lot, so I, I try and pick out stuff uh, for him to watch. And it was uh, Out of Sight with George Clooney and uh, Jennifer Lopez, Ving Rhames, uh, Don Cheadle, 
Um, it's just got it's got some good people in Albert Brooks. This is a fucking good movie. Uh, this movie, I think Soderbergh did it, and uh, he fucking knows how to shoot Clooney. It's hard to shoot Clooney and for him not to look good. He's like the goddamn Cary Grant or something of of our time, except you know uh, American. But this fucker is just uh, a good looking son of a bitch. It's funny because when they show uh, Jennifer Lopez his mugshot, and they show how like mugshots really make you look like he almost looks like Christian Brando, Marlon Brando's son, and she goes, uh, "He didn't really look like this," and because you know he had his uh, locked in a uh, car trunk with her and her big butt uh, smashed up against his uh, penis, I guess. And uh, so anyway, she was. It was like one of those love at first sight things. I think they were. She was. There was just chemistry there from the word go. I, I love that that kind of interaction. Uh, but it's an Elmore Leonard uh, book or novel, I believe. Uh, and um, he always has interesting, sleazy characters that aren't really. Uh, they're interesting because they're real. Uh, they're scummy. They're not. Nobody's like really a superhero or anything like that. Uh, they all have their bad side and stuff. Jennifer Lopez. I'm not a big fan of hers. Uh, my friend Brian and I were talking about that. Uh, that uh, you know, I was down with her from uh, U-Turn with Sean, uh, Sean Penn and Powers Booth, Nick Nolte, and uh, and then also with uh, with this movie when she hit the P Diddy J Lo phase. Uh, where she started getting all that press and then the Benefer stuff, and she became known for being a bitch and a diva. You know, you can call yourself a diva, but a, a, an asshole is an asshole. So, you know, uh, you can you can uh, uh, try and polish it up by giving it a, a, a you know a cooler name or something. But if you're a dick, you're a dick, and I don't have any use for you. But um, anyway. It's a good movie. Uh, also, another one that I watched with him uh, that I introduced him to was uh, Dennis Hopper's The Hot Spot. Um, <laughs> we enjoyed both of these movies. But uh, Don Johnson was fucking excellent in this. Uh, you had Charles Martin Smith. Um, and also uh, Sadler was in this as, the, as uh, one of the bad guy or the bad guy. He's a jerk, sleazy, redneck, scumbag, squirrel-hunting, trapper, dirty fucking piece of shit. Uh, I, I almost expected him to be doing Tai Chi naked in the middle of his dirty cabin, but he didn't. Uh, Don Johnson shows his ass quite a bit in this, uh, which my friend Brian, we're watching Virginia Madsen, who is scorching fucking hot in this, and Jennifer Conley, who was scorching fucking hot in this. And uh, every once in a while, and they get both of them, you know, uh, just look beautiful and get naked uh jennifer conley is so young in this uh it's almost makes me feel bad i mean she's another one her her face in this is very um um very young but her her body is definitely like you're like holy fucking shit uh virginia madsen is all woman in this there is nothing uh there's nothing innocent about her in this movie. She is fucking hot as shit. She is like one of my all-time favorite hot, uh, curly-headed, want to grab a hold of her hair and, you know. Uh, but Don Johnson, every once in a while, we'd be watching and be like, God damn, man, you know, I need to go fucking uh, cool off or whatever because this is a sleazy noir you know, movie that Hopper put together. But they'll be showing Virginia Madsen and they'll be showing... Uh, Jennifer Conley and she just they're just searing you know they're just fucking boiling over with 
just being hot. And then the next thing you know, Don Johnson will pull his pants down. It's like, Jesus fucking Christ. So anyway, but it's all in fun. Uh, I started watching um, uh, Spartacus, Blood and Sand. Uh, I bought. I mentioned, I think, last week, I bought uh, the two first seasons of this at Walmart. Uh, just on regular DVD, not uh, Blu-ray. They had them for three three dollars and fifty cents a piece. Thought that was a pretty good deal to get, uh, you know, pretty much two full seasons of uh, a TV show. And I heard a lot about this. Uh, a lot of sex, a lot of fucking violence. Um, the one thing that um, I was saying when I first started watching, I've only watched one episode so far. I'm gonna kind of milk it and uh, watch it maybe one one a week is uh, lots of CGI blood. Now, the CGI blood from this, uh, what did I watch here? Oh, I watched, uh, I think, 300 uh, Rise of Empire with uh, Eva Green and um, uh, Mama from uh, uh, oh, um, Dread. Um, Lena, Headley, Lena Hetty. I always want to say Headley, but it's Hetty. Um the, the, it just shows how far this has CGI has come and how better, much better it looks. The CGI blood in 300 uh, Rise of the Empire looks way better than it does in Spartacus Blood and Sand. Spartacus Blood and Sand, it's all just one color. There's no shadowing or anything to the CGI blood. There's it's it's not as much 3D looking. Uh, but in that 300 uh, uh, Rise of the Empire, it, it really looks better. And just while I'm on that one, uh, Eva Green in that one, holy fucking shit. She should play Celine uh, from uh, X-Men, from the uh, like Hellfire Club, the, vamp- uh, the psychic vampire. Jesus Christ, she is such a fucking crazy, fucking evil, mean-looking bitch in this movie man it is awesome her she she is awesome and uh lena hetty in this one i didn't know who it was at first but even when she's not playing mama with a big scar on her face her, her it's her lips and her teeth she has this way it's almost like this sneer and she's a good person or a good the good guy i guess in this one uh and jesus christ man she's hot i love fucking crazy women Anyway, <laughs> okay, I watched Body of Lies with uh, Russell Crowe and Leonardo DiCaprio. Now, this is one. Of the, this is a lot like uh, Spy Games um, with uh, Pitt and Redford, uh, or uh, uh, Blood Diamond uh, with DiCaprio. Also, um, I like these kind of movies um, with some intrigue, but like a Blood Diamond was more like. A, uh, kind of a mercenary movie, but it had a lot of uh, a lot of uh, international kind of shit going on in that one too. A lot of location stuff, and uh, but this one I really liked. Um, DiCaprio, people, you know, can say you know he still looks really young and this and that, um, but he is good in this. I really liked him in this. I really liked him in Inception. Uh, Jesus Christ, um, the, the the fuck, uh, the one with um, the Scorsese did, where he was the detective uh, going to the insane asylum. I liked him in that one. He's coming into his own, uh, and he's good in this. Um, and Russell Crowe is good as the kind of uh, fat ass William T. 
Tenet, Dick Cheney, fucking asshole sitting at home, you know, safe and sound, but calling all these shots and doing all this really evil, mean shit. Um, it's a good movie. I like it. It's it's my thing, you know. Some people maybe aren't as into that kind of stuff as I am. Um, I watched. Uh, I guess it's uh, well. God damn it! It just clicked over to something else. Um, I way way <laughs> uh, never sorry. A film by uh, Austin Clayman. Uh, this is a movie about an artist uh, in uh, China and Hong Kong uh, that uh, you know over there. Um, I imagine there's some stuff that they don't really like for you to do. Uh, like uh, as an artist, you're you're kind of handcuffed, and uh, if you do some your artistic expression, if they feel that it uh, insults or is derogatory toward the government, uh, they can kind of fuck you. And uh, they kind of fucked him. And uh, it's inter- It's an interesting movie about. Um, censorship about uh, uh, totalitarian government uh, there's a lot of things over there that are changing I would imagine that if this would have been at the time of Mao they probably would have just took him and cut his fucking head off or uh, they definitely would have put him in a gulag probably for the rest of his life I know uh, China has some gulags that are like 80,000 fucking people or hundreds of thousands of fucking people they're like giant cities um but uh, it's a good one. It was another $0.99 cent, um, documentary rental on iTunes. So I thought $0.99, cents, how can you go wrong? Another one that I watched, $0.99 cent rental uh, documentary, uh, was K2, Siren of the Himalayas. Uh, I like mountain climbing movies. I specifically like mountain climbing documentaries like Everest, uh, the Discovery Channel. Uh, there, were, I think they only did two of them, but they were a... Um, I guess you could kind of say they were a uh, reality show kind of a documentary, you know, TV show. When I say reality show, a lot of people think, oh, you know, like uh, Paris Hilton and stuff like that. Not as much that as they were just a documentary crew that were over there with these people that were going to climb Mount Everest. And, uh, you know, they because it was a... a um, a t- an hour TV show every week gave him time to uh, talk to each one of the climbers and you know learn about uh, their character and not character but uh, when I say character I don't mean like a, a scripted character I mean like a, what kind of person they were and you know what made them tick and stuff like that but not in a goofy way uh, it really lets you in on what what uh, drove them and this one k2 siren of the himalayas um there was an excellent movie which i really love like i said i like um mountain climbing movies like you know the Iger sanction was a mountain climbing movie with a lot of uh spy assassination and intrigue but still it had some mountain climbing stuff but one that was just pretty much a straight up mountain climbing movie that i liked was a movie called k2 with michael bean um and uh i need to watch that one again that would be an awesome movie to see in blu-ray it, it, even in standard definition it was a beautiful movie i saw it at the theater when it came out on the big screen and and that was something just because of the the shots of the, the of the mountain um k2 that whole mountain range over there there's all these mountains including everest k2 all these different uh, 
over 8,000, uh, I guess, meters um, or 8,000 feet. Um, these are the tallest peaks in the world, and they're all there together. Uh, but Everest, you know, is the tallest. But uh, if you look at the um, summit to death ratio, uh, comparing Everest to K2, uh, it's fantastic. Uh, whereas, say, Everest, people climbing Everest, some summit to death ratio might be, I don't know, I can't remember the numbers, but say it's like... Uh, round number nine, nine, 10% or something like that. K2 is like 50%. It's not quite as tall as Everest, but it's just so much more dangerous to climb. Uh, and uh, But this one is good. It's not great. Uh, they don't have as much time to get into each of the climbers. So, you know, getting into what makes them tick, what their personalities are and stuff like that. They do have a, comp- a running comparison of the letters of the first expedition to to climb K2. Uh, they're reading those while um, these people are climbing. And one thing about the cl- climbing too, especially at this height, is uh, is uh, acclimating yourself. Things you don't think about because the altitude is so high, and you don't want to get. Uh, swelling in your brain and get sick from the uh, uh, lack of oxygen and the and the altitude they have to um, climb up to a they ha- they might have four or five base camps and they'll climb up to one and then ascend or descend back to to the first one climb back up to the other one again stay there for a day maybe go back down climb so it they may be there for four to six months or something like that you know just getting Going, getting acclimated. Uh, now, in this one, um, there was several people that did not use oxygen, and also that did not uh, use any sherpas at all. Which I, I mean, that's a fucking amazing. Um, let's move on from that one. I kind of got off on a tangent on that one a little, little bit. I watched. Uh, we're getting down to the nitty gritty. Um, I watched uh, the trip to Italy. Uh, Justin Oberholzer, the cinemasochist, uh, gave me a shout and said, "Hey, I know you love the trip, and the trip to Italy is on. Just popped up on Netflix Instant, and I watched it. Um, I loved the trip. Uh, I didn't really know that much about Steve Coogan or Rob Brydon. I hadn't seen that much of their stuff. I have since." especially Coogan, and uh, I really like him. He fucking has a... He's hilarious. Um, This one is good. It's not as good. They're a little bit older, and um, the first one, the the tension between the manic uh, Bryden, you know, and his impressions and everything, and Coogan just kind of... It reminds you of if you're with a friend that just just goes on and on and on kind of like this podcast this this week um but that's not there as much and there's some other stuff in this one that's uh i don't know it was good it's just not as good of course the 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 food porn and also the um just the scenery in Italy and the places they go to are just beautiful you you, you actually learn some stuff in this while you're watching it um in the first one, in the first the trip, uh, uh, Coogan's um, 
what do you call oh I don't want to say secretary his uh, assistant oh I thought she was so beautiful in the first one she just uh, has these like blue eyes dark hair and I mean she's just really good looking and uh, I even looked up who she was and all this and that and everything well then in this one you know it's been some years later and you watch this one and and she's gained a considerable amount of weight and everything and uh, she's still you know beautiful in the face and everything, but then you find out why and everything so but it, when I first saw her I was like ooh <laughs> you know? but uh, this was uh, uh, directed by Michael Winterbottom. Uh, I like it. I like both those guys together, and I definitely will look for more of their stuff. Uh, and that's about it. I, I don't really. I, th- I thought I had a couple more there, but I think we've uh, we've been going on here for a while, and uh, might be time to uh, to sign off. Um, I don't have any feedback. I don't think, <laughs> which is funny because you know who gives a shit. Uh, not not who gives a shit about the feedback, but Loaf does all that stuff, and uh, um, so I didn't ask for any this week, uh, and so we're gonna probably sign off. I was gonna look and see if anybody had uh, had left any feedback, but I closed out the fucking window like a nunce. Uh, but it's probably a good thing I did because there's a chance that if I start opening up more shit, that my computer might seize up and I might lose all this. But anyway, guys, uh, just hang in there. We're going to be back, uh, I assume, next week uh, with another episode of the Shilver and Groot podcast. If you've lasted this long, I know it's tedious listening to one person just fucking ramble. Uh, Loaf uh, definitely is a fucking huge part of this fucking show. He fucking not only not only does he do the technical stuff, not only does he rein me in or try to. I listened to last week's show and I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. I started out in a Benadryl haze, barely able to speak, and then I was Daffy Duck throughout the rest of the thing. And uh, I I thank him for his patience. I know there's times where I interrupt and uh, and uh, get on a roll. But uh, anyway, uh, we'll be back probably next week, and we'll have some more goodness for you to uh, stuff in your ear holes. And uh, this one, go- this goes out to uh, a certain special person. And uh, maybe we'll—I uh, should say something about wrestling, farting, uh, porn, and uh, politics to piss him off even more. But you know what? Fuck you, asshole. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Dig it!